So this is Group D, second session of Osaya Dotejania, May 3rd, 2012, at uh, Inside Meditation Society. So the, the eight that will be reporting are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, Well, you get to speak again. <laughs> Steve, what about this lady? Like a tweet talked last time. Yeah, I think yes. you were Some of them spoke all the way around. No, but I remember because no, no, no. I changed the time oh. around. She was in the talk. You've got the role. <laughs> Somebody changed the list, maybe. <laughs> Somebody. <laughs> Would those who didn't speak last time uh, speak this time? <laughs> and please identify yourself. He did. Wow. Yes, but he was at the end. Yeah, it was priority. Uh, you weren't the priority last time. So you can. You, were you priority last time? Yes. Priority. You priority? No. No, but I did speak. I don't <laughs> Everyone knows. Okay. <laughs> People know. Yeah. Can you just show me if you weren't in the first group last time? If you were or were not? If you were not. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. You were not in the first group last time. Right. What do you mean? Uh, priority wise? Priority wise. You were not. One, two, three, four. ก็ทําให้อายุเสียอายุสวยเนี่ยโอ้ตัวเนี้ยๆนะตีเลยดาเวมะโอ้ซ้อมๆเลยสวยตัวสตอรี่เดียวยาวๆบ่รู้ชอ
um, it takes a cooler stance so the awareness needs to be not so eager but like relax a bit to watch that what's going on I've been um, noticing how much and persistent my greed is when I'm eating. <laughs> so much greed. And then I remembered all I have to do is notice the greed. And then I thought, is it, uh, if, if you're aware of the greed, um, does, does it just become wholesome enjoyment? <laughs> I, don't, I don't have the answer. I don't know yet. Well, sign lo ba kana kana te ma ti ni lo te tu te jing jia lo you te jing de di ya mu lo ba pian ni ma lo ba lo ba pian ni ma ti ya ma li ye shi lo tu ji de. Ta me pi lo tu xin zai de. Em lo ba o shu lo. A xin lo ba ma hou de de ne tu wa o wholesome enjoyment pian tu ma la de. ตัวโอเคไม่ใช่เลยอืมแล้วอย่างเราเราเราเราเราเราเราเราเราเราเราเราเราเราเราเราเราเราเราเราเราเราเราเราเราเราเราเราเราเราเราเราเราเราเราเ
ตาออกมาตาออกมาจีวานี่ว่าสิมุงก็ใส่ในใส่สิตัวมุจิยามุงก็ก็ใจบัดเนี่ยมุจิจีวานี่มุงก็ก็ใจตาออกแต่ละเ
the feeling of liking, he says it might decrease. If the liking decreases, he says, then come back to see how the mind feels about the same taste. Mm. And you'll see the difference. It's quite interesting. I mean, so this is a, an example with pleasure, liking. But the same, I mean, the principle is explained in the book with pain, right? If, if when the mind has aversion towards pain, it feels very painful. And if you're able to watch the aversion and the aversion decreases, then you look back at the pain, it doesn't feel as painful. So same he says so when we are uh, able to watch greed and it decreases and then we look back at the taste that initially we thought was so delicious then without the greed looking at the same taste it's it's no big deal then yeah it, it is taste. as it is as it is about pure yeah when we he says, You know, we often talk about knowing things as they are. You know, you must know the truth as it is. Observe what's happening as it is. What do, you, what do we mean, he says? What does as it is mean? He says, as it is is really about observing when there is no greed or aversion in the observing towards the objects that is observing. So it's not attached or averse to the object that is observing. And that's when it sees it as it is. That's when the mind is able to see the truth as it is. The wisdom it is and I mean, as it is, is many aspects of that, the same experience. And I mean, when you see impermanence of an object, is also seeing it as it is. When you see the selflessness of an object, is also to see it as it is. When you see the uh, relentlessness of an object, is also to see it as it is. And different aspects, but yeah. He says, when there is not the greed or the aversion towards the object, maybe taste or pain, he says, it's possible to discover any of these things. It's possible to maybe suddenly realize that taste is impermanent or to understand that there's nobody there, obviously, since, or, you know, or that. In fact, there is some amount of suffering around it. He says, in fact, none of these experiences, particularly pleasurable ones, he says, none of them are particularly reliable. We can't keep them if we want to. We can't make them last. But the mind wants to think it's good. It, you know, it... It thinks it might be nice. <laughs> <laughs> he says sometimes the taste is gone, but the mind is still living in that illusion. It's so nice, it's so 
I have a question, but, but first I just want to express my gratitude to Sayadaw for making the teaching um, softer, juicier, <laughs> more livable um, in, in a way that I, I just I haven't heard it before. It, it has made such a difference and I'm, I'm so grateful. <laughs> um, and I know, I, I'm sure, Steve sitting with Sayadaw, it must have really done something because when I sat the three-month retreat, like 11 years ago, you were one fierce dude. <laughs> yeah, but it got you here. <laughs> it's true, but you seem, you seem also Okay, my, my question is this. Um, today, uh, when Sayado was giving um, the guidance, he said, uh, don't let torpor overcome your mind. Stop it. And when this has happened to me uh, before, I, I have tried sometimes to investigate it, but um, then I think that there's a virgin mixed in with that. But from his um, ex instructions today, it sounds like that's something that you simply, you, you simply stop it. <laughs> I don't know. I, yeah, we, we got oh, one minute. I told you, yeah, no. I Enjoy and uh, involve people. Yeah, um, yeah, I think we're going to have to explain this over and over. <laughs> yeah. um, he says, so long as, as you're still able to practice with it, so there is torpor and you're, um, you know, you're working to um, observe the aversion towards it, the resistance towards it, so there's still. Um, active awareness around it, although torpor is present, it's okay. But sometimes, he says, we're in torpor and we're not really working with it. We're not engaging with it, we're just lost in it. And it's tricky, we need to snap ourselves out of that. Yeah. He says the word accept, you know, when he says accept the experience, is is a it can be very uh, like yogis need to understand when he says accept it means you ex accept that the experience is what is happening, but it doesn't mean you give up being aware. Mm. So it's not not doing anything. It's not... Um, so any effort you make is to be aware, but not to try and... not in order to change the experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so 
the goal is to to be aware for learning and so on. So investigation is fine. I, but he's worried uh, about people who sort of say, "Oh, I just accept that it's torpor," and they're not really doing anything. So the accepting is the, the simple accept is is not resisting this fact. It's like okay, I have no money, but then thinking wisely about what to do to earn it, earn some. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. there's something you can do about it. Yes, there's something yeah. you can do about it. I snapped myself out of falling asleep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He says, whatever the teacher says, we can do it. It works. It works. I don't see why. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say he says he's really concerned about yogis. He he sees some of them. He every time they sit, they get into a a, a, a state of torpor, and um, it all it then becomes a very bad habit. And sometimes they're not aware that they're having torpor. So they're in this quiet state, and they think they're aware, and, and from outside people can see that they're in torpor, but nobody tells them. <laughs> you know, so it just so the moment they sit, that's the experience. It becomes there was a, um, uh, a monk, he, he really wanted to uh, practice Tutankas. He, he had um, he had the will. Uh, he might not know what Tutankas is. Uh, he wanted to do the ascetic practices, you know, he wanted to challenge himself and practice more austerely and stuff like that. Um, uh, and one of them is to not sleep at night, to always practice 24 hours. But he hadn't built up enough practice that, it, uh, that, that the practice, the momentum of the practice was going to bring, was going to give him the strength to do it. So every night he would sit, and, but then he would just, just keep lolling like that. <laughs> and, um, and he used to say to him, don't do that, you know, it'll become a habit. But he, he, he just thought that if he kept uh, making the effort, it would get better. But then it got to the point that 
even when he sat in any time he sat day night after morning so he sat he was so it was bad association you know association and habit and do makan yang abio oh do mana ya So he kind of needled him. <laughs> he needled the monk about, you know, uh, being, uh, being like that when he sat. So he, he, stood, he stood to to have more wakefulness. But because the, you know, having the eyes closed and trying to meditate still has that association, he still got so um, sleepy that he, um, standing, I think, when you want, when you lull, then, you know, the body's in, it has its instant, this thing, and he ended up, like, running forward a few paces. <laughs> keep himself from falling over. <laughs> you know, the hall floors are very, are wood, so there's this huge banging sound. <laughs> it woke everybody, everybody else up in the hall as well. He had a sincere desire to to make strong effort, but he had built up because he was doing it for months and years, trying to sit all night. By the time the teacher became a monk and met him, he Yeah, the, the 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 sleeping and sitting was such a strong habit already for him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 Yogis come to the center, and you know some people are very like, oh, I want to do this, I want to do. This. They quite, um, they want to strive for things, and some of them say to him, I want to try sitting all night, and Sierra says no. Sierra says no. You can make effort all day long. I I expect you to make effort all day long. When it's time to sleep, sleep. If you want to get towards sleeping, uh, towards meditating all night, he said, start half an hour. Every day, like increase a half an hour today, the next day, then an hour, and see whether you can keep bringing it forward, and see whether you can get to all night long. Yeah, but no, it makes so much sense. Then I think we should get that. Then I do. I should run the door. I was even the door. We have to take the strength we have and then we have to push our boundaries. He says we can't take what we have and then try to achieve something that's out of our reach right away. Yes? I'd like to hear more about Talking Mind. I haven't heard that talked about much except in the last week, really. Um, Talking Mind as in... Talking with the mouth or talking in the no, mind? In the mind. Okay, so thinking. Uh, I, I've heard it described as talking mind. Uh, let me describe what has happened and I, or is happening, and maybe tell me if it's talking or thinking. <laughs> um, 
two incidents happened. One was uh, just a really pleasurable instance. I stood under a tree and watched the blossoms and listened to the bees and smelled the blossoms and I was just in ecstasy and really taking it all in. And suddenly this voice comes on and says, um, and more, look at those bees. I mean, it started being very scientific about it all, describing the stripes on the bees and different kinds of honeybees. And, and um, I thought, wait a minute. I just want to enjoy this. I just want to really, really take mm -hmm. it in. And so I stopped it. I mean, I basically said, I don't want to do that anymore. Mm. And I guess the question is, is that skillful or not? Then I had another incident where I was um, in the dining room, in the washing room, kitchen area where the dishes are washed, and getting quite aversive about the scene there, <laughs> and um, impatient and wondering why we didn't have pens and tape and everything, you know, lots of them. And suddenly I realized this is aversion, and then I said, no, wait a minute. I stopped. I said, this isn't aversion. This is wanting mine, really. And I recognized that it was wanting sort of an acknowledgement from the staff that we had these, you know, I just, and I kept going with it. And the voice came on, too, saying, yes, and this is something very constant. Uh, um, I, this happens often with me. Uh, wanting mine is a, is a fairly deep thing for me. And um, I found it helpful, <coughs> what was being said at that point. Um, I just want more thought about it and more reaction to that. What is going on here? ชาดูตัดดิบาดิอะเนาะเอ่อเอ่อเอ่อดีอะตาโกตวยโลตุมะยูเนาะตุมะอะล่ะชิอะเอออุเสียเอออะล่ะตัวบาเปียวเสียป
there are different qualities like wisdom and then there's greed, aversion and all of them to some degree or other talk to us but it's just and the way they talk to us is through our thoughts so we, we experience it in our mind and sometimes it can feel like some somebody's talking to us but it's just our thought in the it's an internal dialogue. You may call it an internal dialogue or an internal monologue, but it's just thinking. There's, there's nobody else speaking to you. It's your own mind thinking, but sometimes it can feel audible. Um, but it's just because... Uh, yeah. Yeah, so it's very important to recognize, regardless of whether it feels like it's talking to you or whatever, Whatever's in the mind, you must get right that it is a thinking mind. Mm. Know that thinking is thinking. Recognize it. Sometimes it's images. Imagination. You know? There are also thoughts. Do you recall our imagination? So anything that um, springs from our, our thoughts, he says they are projections of the mind. So we can either imagine hearing a voice or imagine pictures. And you know, the voices the, the mind might project might be um, childlike, might be adult, might be male, female, boy, girl, you know, it's um sensation of when the Concentration is strong enough, um, it's possible for the mind in its thoughts to even project um, smells, taste, touch. So, all what we generally actually experience through our sense doors, the mind can resurrect for itself without accessing the sense doors but just through the mind. It's almost like in a dream, dreams are thoughts. Dreams are actually a, the thinking mind while we're asleep, and it can feel very real in dreams, right? Mm -hmm. It's the same thing in waking. So remember always, remember that thinking is thinking, thinking is mind, mind is just the mind, yes? Um, if we ever attribute the thinking or the mind to a person, an entity, a being, or a body, yes, including me, it just starts to get complicated. Yeah. yeah. There are people who don't understand that thinking mind is thinking mind, and they attribute it, you know, to something else. Some, some, somebody is talking to me or something like that. It can cause. Problems. Yeah. Hallucinating. Yeah. But it's hallucinating when we believe it's something else. Once the mind is, is stuck in its belief that it's something else, that's when it has become a hallucination. You know, there are people who, who believe that somebody's talking to them, telling them what to do and stuff like that. But it's just our mind tells us what to do all the time. Our own mind, yes. But to attribute it to some other thing. Yeah, he says it's very important to know that anything that we know, that we can know, is this mind. 
So it's just the mind. Yeah. Remember it. It's just the nature of mind. There's no being, no person, no other entity there. It's just the mind. Yeah, he says in the East, this sort of thing is, is right. It's like a deva or a magician or a, I don't know, it's like all these strange. And, yeah, the people who ask for lottery numbers. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just add a question? I mean, I just wondered how skillful it is to, to stay with it. I felt one point it was very helpful and another point it wasn't. Never believe any thought. <laughs> <laughs> He says, the reason he's saying never believe any thought, he says, because thoughts will think what they will. Yeah? Your job is to figure out whether the thought is um, helpful or not. And that, that must be done, you know. You, you have to make that effort. You don't just believe any thought just because it rises. Yeah. Yeah. He, says, he says, now, you know, when we're being aware, <coughs> we can be aware of those thoughts telling us things and so on. He says, but at home, so much of what we do, we're not aware. We, do, we could be deluded, I mean, we, we, we're like not aware, therefore we're just doing what we do, you know, in, in that state. But it, it is the mind still telling us what to do. You know, the mind tells us to do this, do that, but we don't hear it. We don't, we don't know it. We don't, we don't recognize that the mind is directing us to do things. But when we're aware, we, we become aware. Of, yeah, we see that the mind is directing us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He says, when we get on a plane, um, do, would we imagine to ourselves that the plane might crash? Um, do we dare to? That's the word he uses. Do we dare to? If we're driving, do we dare to conjure up images in our mind that we're going to get into a car crash? It's not real. It's just... It's just a, a, a figment of our imagination, but we fear it. We fear that it might become real. Because we believe our imagination. That's how there is no reality in th- thought except that it is mind projecting images or, or you know, ideas. He says, um, but when we don't re- realize or recognize that a thought is just a thought and it's just mind projecting um, ideas and images, then uh, we get identified and, and, and believe it quite easily. He says he often, when he's on a plane or a, or a car, he's imagining what it would be like if it crashes. <laughs> 
And sometimes he says it's quite funny. He says it's like watching a movie because the mind will make up things or whatever, you know, whatever it hits like this and like that and blows up and you know, he does things in his mind. <laughs> If we understand that mind is just mind, he says, then we don't, you know, start to get create greed and aversion through it. Yeah. He says, I mean. <coughs> In our everyday general, in our general everyday life, he says, we we're doing everything the mind tells us to. We speak words, we we you know we move, we act, we make decisions, all prompted by our mind. There are people who talk to themselves. <laughs> but it's just that you know the mind is thinking, and they're just repeating what the mind is thinking out loud. Yeah. Um, I don't know if this is exactly a question, but it's sort of on the same, the same subject. For me, the thing that has been um, the most prominent on this retreat is really the things that Sayadaw wrote in his book about the wholesome uses of thinking. Mm -hmm. Because so much, I, re I realized how much in my practice I had this very complicated idea about thinking and that there's a lot of aversion to, to thinking, mm. like somehow the goal of my practice was to have like as little thought as possible. Mm. And his, his discussion of how thinking is going to be happening all the time anyway, mm -hmm. <laughs> and that it's actually essential, that it's actually that wisdom, that wisdom takes the form of understanding, I mean, also, you know, I think I had this idea that somehow I was supposed that that wisdom was going to come in a form that was beyond language, mm -hmm. that made it very complicated for me to understand the place of study or the place of reflection, mm -hmm. and so having the book has just been tremendous to be able to um, really have access to. Um, a place where I could immerse my mind in right understanding and then go into my practice and have kind of these words come up that actually were very helpful right in the situation I was in. It's very different and it's been, it's been possible in my practice to really listen to, th to let thoughts happen without, without this kind of like Trying to, I'm yeah. like, always trying to make them stop. I wouldn't even listen to what they were saying, mm. and elect, that way I can even the, the unwholesome ones. I can actually let them be there and just notice, mm. and the ones that are actually helpful. That it, and it feels so much more relaxed, yeah. and I'm so grateful. It's really yeah. Was this out of my eight? Count and Nina don't chalu yard as well. Yet out to do it. 
ไอ้เนาะตัวอเมียอาถุยอตุยอมะตุยอออูโลเทนทาละไอ้เนาะตัวอตุยอมะตุยออูโซตุไส่แท้มาเนี่ยดีเนี่ยผิดออกตุนา
Godt gående har jeg Jeg er mig mod, men jeg lover mig. Ja. Hold lige med bæge ud. When his teacher opened the Shreemwen Center, which everyone goes to now, he didn't give anybody a holiday. There's no, there's no off day. Because you're doing good work. This is the Dharma. You must do it all the time. There's no... Because if you take a rest from the Dharma, what will happen is Adama. That's why the Buddha didn't have a holiday. He's the most hard work. Holy holy time. Holy time. Holy day, holy time. He says not just a holiday, also no holiday time. <laughs> not even just like a holiday one day, but not even moment to moment. Moment to moment, not look hanger. Holiday time is here. He says not taking a rest from moment to moment is holy is not taking holiday time. He says. <laughs> People misunderstand what it means to, you know, people misunderstand the instructions. Meditation, meditation. I mean, in summertime meditation, there's not much, not much thinking arises because there's this constant application onto one object, so that's the only thing you're keeping in mind. But even in practicing samatha, right attitude is essential. <laughs> Yeah, Ajahn Brahm teaches samatha. He's always talking about right, right attitude. You can't do any pra- right practice without right attitude. It's like our, our mind is so <clears throat> it's so it's kind of responsible for so many of our problems, and yet, and yet <laughs> like it's really and, and yet it's responsible. It's also responsible for the the solution to the problem. So it's easy when you're trying to get rid of the problem, you get rid of the thing that you're going to solve the problem with. It's <laughs> a skillful and unskillful. Yeah, you use the skillful to deal with them. Don't worry. Say, say, jump, go up, and I say, never go up, and I be a shaman. The mind in itself, the water is pure. There's no problem in the water. He says, but it's just the what the substance it mixes with that colors it or defiles it, the mind. He says and the worst coloring to the mind is wrong view. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, I had an experience. Um, I was uh, walking meditation, and um, my I got distracted. My mind 
and um, and when I came, my attention came back, I I felt disappointment <coughs> because sorry, sorry, I didn't get you. You were walking and yeah, I was doing walking meditation. Yeah, and uh, my mind wandered off. Okay, and, uh, and then I realized it and became aware again, but at the same time I felt disappointment because mm. it wandered off. Mm. And uh, that kind of faded away. And I did that about three times, you know, to felt the disappointment. And then uh, everything just kind of fell away. Thoughts, it got very quiet. And as I was doing the walking, I was like, I felt like everything was natural. There was nothing else but just me walking, and it felt effortless. And uh, throughout the day, I would get that. I wash my hands, and all of a sudden, I'd, I'd just be there washing my hands. There was nothing else but me washing my hands. Mm -hmm. And I was just wondering if uh, maybe he could explain maybe what that mm -hmm. is, or is that indication of momentum in the practice? <laughs> ตัวที่ลุกว่าเลยตัวนั้นเนี่ยตัวที่ทํามีเนี่ยไม่ใช่ตัวที่ทํามีแล้วตัวนั้นเนี่ยไม่ใช่ตัวที่สปอนเซอ
Every time we get to a state that's good, we have to relearn to have how to have beginner's mind. Because the grasping will come in. And so long as we don't get it, so long as the mind doesn't get it, the craving comes in to recreate experiences, we're going to have to relearn it again. We're going to have to start again. Yeah. When we grasp for the experiences that we have, he says, it's like making one step forward, we got there, and then going back two steps. <laughs> so this is, this is uh, ultimately where things will go as... <laughs> <laughs> you don't know where else it might go. <laughs> It might be better than this. <laughs> he says, if you want it exactly like this, it can never be. Forget it. Forget about it. He says, forget this lover. เนาะตุเดลาละฮะเลยตุเดกอเนี่ยอะไรเนี่ยมันเป็นเพราะว่ามันพิจารณาเจ้าสิ่งเนาะพี่อาจารย์พี่สมเพียงเนาะอาจาร
He doesn't know what happened. It was Why? Why? Why do you remember He has no idea what he did that, or what <coughs> happened in the mind that was gone. He, it was gone. He was very pleased with himself. He was very satisfied uh, with the experience. But every time he went for a retreat again, he would wait for the pain to disappear. He, he, he expected that this is what should happen. And it never happened again. So he always sat and sat with the pain, sweated over it, you know, despaired over it. It, it got worse and worse. The pain got worse and worse. It would never go away. And when he came to the teacher, he'd been doing it for 25 years. Mm. 25 years. <laughs> <laughs> it's a cause and effect. Yeah. He says, uh, cause and effect is very fair. If the causes are not complete, the effect will not happen. He says, in 25 years, it's a short time. It could go on for 25 lives. Wrong view. Yes. And wow, 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 wow. In Malaysia, SBS, I put it back to you. Instruction is not going to happen. Instruction is not going to happen. Instruction is not going to happen. ดูรูปแบบเช่นว่าอืมไอ้เนี่ยเราเห็นมันมาหรอบ่ามาหรอไอ้ไอ้สปีดมันมันเพียงนะเออเลาะอยู่เนี่ยเออเพียงเลาะ
So there is some, you have some past practice that is um, giving results, coming to fruition. Okay, good. Well, um, this is not regarding my sitting or anything. This is something, by chance, I picked up a Seattle's book last night in the meditation for the Don't Look Down on Defilements. They will laugh at you. And I took it and I thought that I would return it uh, to the office today. And of course, I didn't lose the chance of reading it through. And I found it to be very, very clear about, because I have sat with Mahasi Siador and Upanitar and all that. So just like my friend said, that uh, I, I never investigate. I just accept it. I just accept it. And that sometimes the insight will happen, sometimes, someday, right? So, and then when I read this Dhamma everywhere, I, I still couldn't get my mind to adjust to it. I still couldn't understand what Seattle was trying to say. How can I, how can I be aware of so many things all at once, <laughs> all at once, because I had always focused. I had always focused. And so, and even um, meditating with eyes open, I, I couldn't do it for long. Uh, I, I prefer the closing the eyes until today. Today I was grappling with something and I couldn't get out of it. And Seattle said, open your eyes and meditate. And I opened my eyes and oh, it was so clear and everything was focused. And so, not focused in the sense that yeah. it was focused. Clear, yeah. yeah, it was clear, very clear. And I was hoping that um, this book can be made available to us. How can we get it? We have copies downstairs. Which book? 
Don't look down. Don't look down. Don't look down one to five. Oh. It is a very, very clear and explanation is so clear for us. <laughs> so I feel that anybody who had worked under Utsiado Upandita would be able to understand it and clarify themselves as to this mindfulness of mind. Mm. You know, mind the mind mindfulness. So that is what just not just own, not just owning me, but the people too. Is it available that much or where can we can get it? Side, <laughs> if he wants to make a available. Yeah, but not losing Lula a little bit of yeah. It is online. It's on it Seattle's really website. Okay. It's on seattleutejania.org. Yeah, it's online. Can we awareness alone? Yeah, is that also? It's online. It's online. That's online too. As you can see, I'm not very. Have to rely on other fans to Very grateful for the teaching side. Um, I have a question and uh, like your input about using uh, uh, for Dharma investigation using the nature versus self as the main thing. And um, I found it useful because <clears throat> immediately my mind gets interested in the present moment experience when I just ask that question: self or nature? And uh, so, and then the second part of that is I, I notice sometimes when my mind has been attached or uh, distracted, and then I remember, and I'll ask that question, that there's a sort of a corrective energy like flowing. I don't know if uh, Saito has any comments about that. I sometimes wonder, I mean, I look, I don't see greed in the like using that dharma reflection in a greedy way, but I'm just curious if he has any thoughts about that. Mm. He says, because your wisdom already gets it. Your mind gets it. There is some wisdom that gets that distinction, and so it works for you easily, right away. ก็อะไรดิที่ดีมากโหซึ่งเปลี่ยนเลยเออเอาเลยที่อะดิจิวไรท์อะดิจิวอะยิจิเนี่ยนะเลยตัวตัวดิสคัสชั่นนี้คณ
And that was the principle of right attitude. And um, when this yogi got it, you know, when he understood that right attitude always leads to right practice. And if there's any wrong attitude, practice is going to feel somehow like something is wrong. When he got it, he formulated for himself, formulated it for himself, so that he was always clear whether he was in tune with it or not. Like you're asking yourself, nature or self. And what he used was something called FROG. So that was the acronym for him. So it was F for, so he'd ask himself, F, flexible or not, whether he's flexible or not. R, rigid or not. O, open-minded or not. And G, greed. Greed, is there greed or not? And after he checked that, and checked that all systems were okay, he'd just be able to go. <laughs> and it would always work. Every time, it's okay. <laughs> yes, he says, main culprit is greed. Without greed, everything is okay. Mostly. He'll tell you all about something he experienced about how if you do it with greed, you can't get it. Yeah. I And at that time he was just practicing for samadhi. So he got into a state of samadhi and it was so good. It felt so good he didn't want to lose it. So he just kept practicing and he didn't want to sleep because if he slept he'd lose it because he understood momentum. So he just kept going. He would sit, lie down, uh, walk, just to keep doing it and just feel this bliss over and over and over again. He was just living in it. And then um, he was lying down at one point and a bed bug bit him. <laughs> and it, it was gone. <laughs> and he was, he was, he was annoyed. He was like, shh. And then then he thought to himself, oh, it's okay, it's not a problem. I've built up so much momentum, all I need to do is just work at it, right back. And he worked at it, and didn't come back. And he worked at it, it was an hour, two hours, three hours, it still didn't come back. And then his mind started getting more determined, but now it's anger. Right? He must get it. 
And he started working like a devil. Impossible. <laughs> <laughs> just couldn't get it. He said he spent a day, two days, three days. He couldn't get it. He says, and he finally gave up. He said, oh, forget it. He said he was putting like salon pass, you know, on his head because he was getting a headache from trying so hard. <laughs> and then he gave up. He was like, oh, forget it. Okay, third day. And then suddenly he was back in it. <laughs> it was just there. And then he understood. Greed got in the way. <laughs> so with greed, you cannot... And they were he says, and that understanding went so deep that whenever he practices, greed cannot become part of his practice because his mind so got it that greed cannot help him to get it. <laughs> he said, so he went to tell his teacher about this experience and his, his, his teacher sort of teased him about it. He said, well, if you can get it, try, try. <laughs> try if you want, if you think you, you can do, yeah. if you think you can do. If you think you can, huh? if you think you can get, yeah, yeah. make yourself get it, you know, yeah. whatever. Now she did it. อ่ะดิตาจองเปียวเองก่อนตะปะอุตตะยิตาอะจองยิตาน่ะมันเปียวเองก่อนก่อนเออเปียวที่มาตัวอ่ะถูกเลยไอ้มาเองก็อ่
two sits started becoming bad. And then three, and then four, and then five, and then after a while he had no good sits in a day at all. And then he's, he, he got depressed. He, he's, he, he kind of unwound and by the time he came to see um, the teacher, he was, uh, he was taking drugs for, for his mind. <laughs> yeah, real, I mean he was a doctor. Um, and then uh, he stayed 10 days at the center and for the 10 days he told the teacher told him not to practice. He just talked to him every day. He, he allowed him to sit maybe one or two times. But the rest of the time he just talked to him about it. Yeah, after 10 days of talking, he finally figured figured it out for himself, sort of got it, what he needed to do, what was right practice. Mm. Yes. Mm. Uh, <clears throat> I found the, the guidance site offered today very helpful mm. in the sitting and um, got very interested in looking at you know how I'm practicing and what's the difference between being being aware of the object like the body yeah. and recognizing awareness and uh, it's very difficult to sense the difference in some ways for me it's and, and just I'm, I'm curious if Sayadaw could offer any tips on just kind of teasing the two apart sometimes it sometimes it seems like If there's awareness of the object, then awareness is awareness is present, mm -hmm. and then to focus when I when 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 I take that sort of instruction, say okay, recognize awareness. One of the things that notices then there there's more the sense of uh, of identification yeah. becomes clearer that there's there's a sense of identification with the awareness. I am aware. Yeah, that, that comes in. Yeah. Not, not on the conscious level, but it's more kind of just... Yeah, kind of, but you can sense it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But if you just look at the... Um, at the object. You know awareness is already there. Well, that's the thing that it's... I'm not sure. It's like, if it's just awareness of the object, the object is being experienced in a moment. Okay. okay. Let me just try. Yeah. ตุรุตะคุควายลุไม่อาจตุโลเบสระตัวเปียวอายุตีนลุนี่นี่อายุตีนตีละปาปาปิดาเลยปาปิดาทําไมตะเปียวเนี่ยตุปาเปียวสระ
Ya, tamatu, eh itu. Kalau ngapa ni mati di Suria tadi untuk tine ni. He says it's it's right, you know. Maybe some of that experience of you know the the not being able to separate, or maybe that's a bit fuzzy. Siapa ni? Ngapa ni dia tu untuk dia tadi untuk tine sepuluh untuk tine ni. Actually, tamat. It's not that you don't see the difference between the mind and the object. They arise together. They arise together. So because of that, and because of the separated use of the words, you think that they must be seen separately, but not. They arise together. So right, that's more the question. It's like if there's no object, if there's no object being known, where's the awareness? Yeah, right. Because they arise together because one is the cause of the other, but they arise simultaneously. Yeah, it's a simultaneous cause effect. What's not clear, very clear yet, is that is that. Just the natures of the two are different. That mm. awareness has its nature and the object has its nature. One is to know and one is to be known. Mm. Yes, that, that, that's the subtle difference. But mm. it's not that you, you know, yeah. Um, but it will become clear with time, he says. Mm. Yeah. Um, the other thing is, he says, when you say that in knowing the awareness, you can sense the subtle identification, the selfing that comes mm. in, he says, then you very clearly know the awareness. Mm. Yeah, so it's fine. When, when, when we use this word awareness in English, is the teacher referring to sati or sati sampajanya or? Sati. Sati sampajanya, yeah. Awareness will be in the deep well, the deep down. Both must be there. 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 He says, like his teacher only used the word sati. Mm. But in fact, like he's saying, inject wisdom, like you must have right view. Mm. You know, he's mm. always putting, that's the sampajanya bit. Yes. So you can't be blindly aware. There's got to be some knowledge behind the awareness of what to be aware of and how and so on. Sampajanya, yeah. there's already the understanding of whether it's beneficial or not. ตื่นตอนนี้ตื่นตอนนี้ตอนนี้ตอนนี้ตอนนี้ตอนนี้ตอนนี้ตอนนี้ตอนนี้ตอนนี้ตอนนี้ตอนนี้ตอนนี้
ตัวอ่ะเออโลเสกกันนี่ไลน์ได้มั้ยตัวเปียวเลยตัวคอนเซนทรชั่นตัวเราเนี่ยเลยไอ้เฉยมาตาเนี่ยเลยเสกกันต
Does it happen again and again? It happens again and again. But I think if you don't let yourself be so concentrated, it will not. Yeah, I think I didn't know how to. Because concentration is too It's really the too much concentration. It's like the mind is too focused, too quiet. But it's not like I'm doing that. No, the purpose. ตัวตะเมตตะจีลงเลยอ่ะบ่ฮู้ฟูเลยตะเมตสมมุติแท้ตะมะนี่ดาลิชอบมายาทูมัชเอฟเฟอร์ยูนีดทูจัสเลตโ
Yeah, so he tells us not to focus. Yeah, not when we don't focus on the object, we're lightly aware of it. He says we're less able to think about the object and the concepts around it, like its location, shape, size. Yeah. 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 yeah, he says this is. Oh, sorry. This is very <laughs> sorry. This is very natural. He says uh, when the mind concentrates on on something and then it puts its attention on it, then it will. A lot of concepts about that thing come up if we're so focused on it. But in fact, what was happening was, um, you know, we experience all sensations in the mind. The mind knows the sensation. And the yogi is actually knowing his mind. And so he is feeling it very proximately, very close to the mind. And so he feels like it's up here. But because there's still this concept of location, so he's feeling it's up here. He doesn't need the feet anymore. The, the sensation is already known by the mind. Yeah, it's only when we think about the foot, then you know that sense of direction down there is, comes up. Yeah. Yeah, but the odd thing was he what that yogi wasn't even recognizing that he is in the mind space, you know. And and still with this idea that, you know, sensation must be in the foot or wherever, yeah. That's why he says we can't know the foot, we can only know the sensation. Can think of the foot, not Yes. Um, can there be defilements in the observing mind? The what I've been seeing is kind of like an there'll be an object and then you know macho defilement, and then the observing mind. But the observing mind, and maybe I don't understand the. I'm sure I don't understand the observing mind anywhere. But the observing mind seems pretty pure, knowing the defilement and knowing the object. And when I inquire, well, what's the nature of the observing mind? It just seems to be knowing. It doesn't seem to be having defilements happening in it. Mm -hmm. So you're, you're saying that's your experience and you're wondering, is it possible to have a wrong attitude inside the observing mind, a defilement? Okay. So while there is right attitude, yes, the observing will happen without any development in it. Although Yeah, so the the object may be a defilement, but you can watch in an undefiled way. 
What would be an example of the observing mind observing like with when there is an understanding of about object mind, how to observe and all that, yes, the mind can observe in the way you describe. An example of an observing mind would uh, grieve what he explained just now. To an example, maybe for the Bodhisattva Mahmanich example, Bhikkhani. One other question about uh, someone mentioned um, meditating with your eyes open, and I, I found that I'm doing that now, and I, I find it's very helpful because it makes everything uh, more spacious. Mm -hmm. It seems to open everything up. Um, but I have th th this question. Um, when I'm meditating like that, uh, my eyes are open and there are a certain number of objects that are in my, in my line of vision. Um, and I, what can happen is that the, the sight gets fixated you know, on, on one of the objects. And uh, I'm assuming you know, that, that that is just, you know, then there's no more observing. You know, at that point, because um, you're fixated outside and you're not really aware anymore of. I'm not really aware of the sight. I may be aware of other objects mm -hmm. like thought, yeah. let's right. say, or body right. sensation. Um, so when I realize that, you know, then I then I observe. So yes. I'm, I'm trying to counter that by every so often just checking and moving the gaze a little bit, mm -hmm. um, just to loosen it up and yeah. lighten it up. Um, yeah. Is that an okay, okay way to deal with it? Okay. ตัวเมสซี่พุ่นนี่มาลงตัวจ้าลงตัวอะดาสันเจ็บก้าวเลยเนี่ยตัวปูพุ่นเลยเนี่ยเสียใจเราจีโอ้โอ้จีมาเพ
another thing he's trying to achieve with opening the eyes is preventing people from getting too focused. Because when we open our um, fixating into something else, so that the power of half the energy is taken away from focusing by opening the mind. Uh, they rely on their ear, their hearing a lot. Um, but because of that, the moment the eyes are open, he says, then, then the, the mind, mind actually, the attention goes to it. Yeah. He, he figures probably about 50% of our attention will already be with seeing and, and looking. I mean, the mind is not going to be able to do it. Yeah. 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 So, so the เราจริงๆเนี่ยตะเฉดเฉเสกะดีมีเราตะตะตะติฐามิดาเนี่ยตะเฉดเฉดตั้วตัวย่อยๆตัวเองเนี่ยมาโอ้มีนี่มาแล
พื่อนอะไรแต่ว่าว่าได้พื่อนอะไรก็คือการเล่าในใจเลยฉันจะใช้เงินดีอยู่เยอะเท่าไหร่ตัวที่ทำมีอะไร so don't focus on on the sight or your eyes so much he says for you he says open your eyes just have it open but your mind's attention is on the rest of your body so feeling the body sensations and stuff like that and he says you will find that as you are aware of other things naturally it will every now and again sort of Drift to sight, recognizing that there's. The view changes when you look right. It looks a certain way. When you look left, it looks a certain way. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So, following up on that, And it's easier for me to notice objects when I when things are moving real quickly. So just just to notice that, and then I get swept away, and then I come back. I wonder if the side out has any suggestions on how to stay um, present while in dining room. Do a dining room that way. Seka who story now para luere le o tu mi na dining room. Dining room. ตาเลยสิตรุอสายไปไปตรุสาเลยคําอ่ะเออมีแนวเลตี้เลยดังนั้นเอ่อนับว่าดายนิ่งรูมอ่ะดูเรียบลุกชาเนี่ยอ่
question, okay. just because of that, the, the thing about how many things the mind can know at one time. So why have we been told that the mind can only know one thing at a time? This is a theory. That theory theory. Theoretically, but only the Buddha knows that level. Because you know, one split second is of its multi-trillion minds. Right. Yeah. The Buddha, he had very high wisdom and, and he could see that, that that's the reality of mind. Yeah. But, but in our real experience, he says that's not our experience. We don't generally only know one thing at a time. He says so, uh, and we're supposed to practice, uh, you know, practice with reality. But he said the what happens is when you focus on objects, because when we focus, we do focus to the exclusion of other things, and it's impossible to focus properly on a few things at the same time. So then we focus on one and then we have to focus on the other, then they claim that your mind can only know one thing at a time, but yes, if you're focusing, yes, but that's not the natural mind. Naturally, the mind does know a few things. Yeah. But he says, like, even, you know, I mean, when they focus and they try to focus 100% of their attention onto one object and then switch to another object, you know, but even then, just paying attention to one thing, that's not one mind, that's a trillions and trillions of minds in one moment. Or a few moments, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Thank you. Right. So theory you the kind of theory yeah. Theory you don't like atomia. Yeah. Sometimes I think like atomia mahogo, yaro, the kind of atomia. But it was a brace at the moment, but pipi brought yeah. He says, sometimes we cannot practice the theory. Um, the Buddha explained things, explained what he saw in detail to us, explained principles of cause and effect. There's another good example is, um, he says, the Paticca Samuppada, the theory of dependent origination. So there's a whole explanation of from this arises that, arises that, arises that, but... But experience here, yeah. <laughs> Simultaneously, you know, if there's this condition, all the rest are, there's no way to go in and break the chain. Like wait, 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 wait. <laughs> 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 no, like, that. yes. <laughs> it's so instantaneous, he says that, I mean, we might realize part of it or understand part of it, but it's not like... He says, so, you know, the cycle starts from avidya, delusion. And, and these are the results, right? And it's actually simultaneous. So all we can do is... Turn, yeah, and the way they explain it theoretically in Burma is um, that uh, you have to prevent from... Uh, prevent the, ved the, the chain where Vedana gives rise to Tanha, attachment. But it's really impossible to stop that chain from happening. He says, but you can change 
vidya to avidya, uh, avidya to vidya. So you can change from delusion to wisdom, mm. and then a different change happens instantly. Mm. Yeah, mm. much better, much better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the the chitta. The 17 mind moments oh. in a chitta yes. from the Abhidhamma, you mean I'm never going to be able to see them? <laughs> no, I never thought I would. <laughs> no, but that, that would be the way the Buddha saw. Yeah. 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 Yes. But just know that this is, is that's all. Just as theoretical knowledge, yeah, that's it. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm.